Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Monday, May 9th, 2022. This episode covers today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability and I analyze weather data in order to come up with some plays on totals. I'll make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As we go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, you ready to uh, ready to rock and roll here on this Monday? Got a couple day games, which is always yeah. fun. Yeah, I love, I love early baseball. It gets me through the workday, having it on in the background, and ready to start this week off. You know, hit hit the winning horse there for the Kentucky Derby. So trying to roll this uh, winning streak I've got going on here. Yeah, yeah. You sent us that text in the uh, in the group chat uh, that you, that you'd put two dollars on that horse, yeah. and uh, I didn't even I, I didn't even actually watch the race. I, I tend to not watch the Derby as much because for me, there's too many horses. And I don't have one to root for at this point. It's kind of like there's just too much happening. But you get to the second, third races, you have one to root for, right? It's like you're, you know, you're rooting for the triple crown, or of course, now that we've seen a couple of those, I guess uh, uh, less so. But uh, there's just it's too many horses. There was baseball on, so I was was watching baseball. But uh, exciting for you to to hit that. Hit that long shot. Uh, before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with the Freddy Feet others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. And as a reminder, I encourage all of my listeners to have multiple books in their portfolio, especially ones with reduced juice dime lines. It's minus 105 on each side. For MLB games, with these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple of these that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sports books in an effort to make sure the timing of this doesn't continue to get longer uh i'm trying to keep these more to like 20 to 30 minutes and i keep i like as the season goes on i have more and more to talk about these are getting out to like 40 45 minutes i'm gonna limit the games i really dive into i'm gonna try to limit to like nine a, a, an episode I, and I say so what well, i get it when we're talking about basketball like that's that's the thing like baseball is your love so you can just talk and talk and talk i get it exactly exactly and so uh a couple of the games i'll either just barely mention if i if we don't cover a game for me that just means i don't have anything great to say it's a c pick uh i'm just trusting the model there's nothing no insights that i think i'm really adding any value and so i'll try not to waste time on those so there's 11 games today we're going to deep dive into nine of them uh for us we're going to talk about both the afternoon games here 12.05 eastern uh, first pitch, Royals at the Orioles. Carlos Hernandez versus Tyler Wells. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the low 60s to start off. It will warm up to the upper 60s. Winds blowing in from center fields, low double-digit miles per hour. The model says Orioles minus 108, so there might be some value here on the Royals at plus 119. This definitely feels like a game between two teams that aren't that great that anything could happen. So plus 119, probably not bad. I do have Tyler Wells as a better pitcher than Carlos Hernandez, but I'm not sure by much, and both of these offenses are not good at all. 
Um, I think that's probably the hard thing in taking the Royals is their offense is so bad. Um, and with that in mind, I'm going to go first five under four. It is minus 117 as of the recording of this podcast. That's a B pick for me. I like this first five under. I like that we push if it lands four. Uh, I took both unders yesterday in that doubleheader. We got one. We missed the other. I just think these offenses are really bad. It's still kind of chilly, especially early. But I want the first five. But a lot of times I kind of say, you know, first five full game. It's kind of just depends on the number. It's not really as big of a deal. But on this one specifically, I think first five makes more sense because as the day goes on, it'll get warmer. The ball's going to carry a little bit more. And I don't trust either bullpen. And it's not that I love either starting pitcher, but I think both these starting pitchers are okay. Whereas depending on who comes out of the bullpen, it might get ugly. So I'm going first five under four B pick for me to get us going. Jake, what do you got for us here? I I am actually, I think you've kind of talked me out of what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking I, I was going to do over for the game just because I don't like the pitchers. Like I, I think both have struggled very, and I think it's easier for baseball or in baseball for the offenses to take advantage of a struggling pitcher than struggling pitcher to get through a bad offense. But so I think I'm I'm going to sit this one out now because I think you talked me into it um, a little bit there with the first five under, and that makes me because if, if you don't get the first if you get the first five under, it's going to be really tough to get it over in seven. So I'm not I'm I'm going to sit this one out now. Yeah, and and you make a good point. I think. In general, with the old balls, right, that's a little bit different of a story uh, with offenses getting going off bad pitchers because it's easier to just hit that deep fly ball that carries out, right? With the new balls this year uh, not carrying, we've seen, to me, we've seen more, like I said, I think that's a great point to make, but to me this year we've seen more bad pitchers get through bad offenses where with the old balls we weren't seeing that. We were seeing bad offenses could capitalize on bad pitchers, and that's where we'd end up with those nine to seven games not that we haven't seen nine seven games but we just haven't seen nearly as many this year as we did in years past uh because yeah you're right, absolutely in years past it was easy just to be like those pitchers are bad it doesn't matter the offenses are good enough right but this year it's like yeah, the pitchers aren't good but also like the offenses aren't either it's a chilly day you know so it's uh it's a, just a little bit different of an angle this season than in years past uh so that's my pick on that first five under four b pick for me uh second game 105 eastern first pitch rangers at the yankees john gray versus nestor cortez went under in both of the games yesterday here and got both of them uh fairly easily weather-wise it will also be under weather again today not quite as much as yesterday though it'll be in the 60s uh the winds will be blowing either in or across it kind of depends on the moment or exactly how that front hits or, you know, how, how things are played out there. If it's more in from left, that's definitely under weather. If it's more across, it probably doesn't help a ton, but it'll be about 20 miles an hour. So a strong wind potentially in from left field. Model says Yankees minus 187. So maybe an edge uh, on the Rangers at plus 190, but it's not personally one I love. If you are an underdog type player, this is one that I'd be comfortable throwing a small amount on the Rangers just because John Gray is solid. Um, I think he's a better pitcher than Cortez is, but instead I'm going to go under seven with an A pick. It's minus one Oh two right now. We got the unders yesterday. I think we can get them again. Uh, both these pitchers, uh, Cortez is fairly average, just run of the mill, average pitcher gray, a little bit above average. Um, Yankees bats have been very hit or miss. 
And if they aren't on today, I think this cruises to an under. I love the odds of this, and I love the fact that we do get that push protection there if it lands seven. So a pick for me, I'm hoping for another under as these two teams uh, try to get out of Dodge here out of the series after a couple of rainouts the first two days. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, um, this is not starting off great because I am not I'm not playing on this one either. I, I have a hard time picking the under with the Yankees bats at home. Just the way that field set up and that lineup is tough. And I'm I'm interested to see like I'm with you, Cortez. I think he's a very average pitcher, but right now he's pitching really well. He's got five total earned runs on the year, and so that's in what five six starts. So that he's doing well. So I I would lean under, but man, the Yankees offense just scares me because. It just takes a couple – well, it's almost like momentum takes over and then Judge and Stanton and LeMahieu and it just it rolls. But So I'm staying away from this one also. All righty, all righty. That moves us to our evening game, 6.30 Eastern first pitch. Dodgers at the Pirates. Julio Urias versus Jose Quintana. And a game that's going to start off in the mid-60s but close in the mid-50s. Uh, winds blowing in, but very slightly won't really affect things too much. The model says Dodgers minus 202. This, however, is not one that I would be comfortable taking the dog. The model would say there's a little bit of an edge on the Pirates. That doesn't mean the Pirates can't win. I just, at this point, fading the Dodgers just feels foolish, personally. Um, the one caveat to that, though, is that we've seen these teams traveling after Sunday night baseball do a little bit worse than expected on those Monday games. The Dodgers uh, not traveling very far, but still having that night travel, whereas uh, everybody else who plays on Sundays finished much earlier in the day. Yesterday with the weird late doubleheaders aside for a couple teams, but I think most of those actually are still playing today, so it probably doesn't even affect anyone. Um, so that could be an edge for the Pirates there. It's just, like I said, I don't really want to fade this Dodgers team. Um, you've got Urias, who's a very good pitcher. Quintana, who I project out at about average, but Quintana's actually looked pretty decent this year, uh, which is surprising. He's definitely had an up-and-down career, but so far looks looks very okay. Uh, I'm going to go under on this one, under 7.5 with a B pick. If there's any disadvantage to the Dodgers traveling, it's going to make their bats a little bit sleepy. It's probably not going to affect Urias. Urias probably was already on a plane and already in Pittsburgh, so that wouldn't affect him. Um, I don't see the Pirates scoring. Their offense isn't very good. I don't see them scoring a lot. Uh, If there aren't runs early, it's going to be harder and harder as the game moves along to get runs as it gets chillier. I think under's the way to look. Under 7.5, B pick for me on this one. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. I think yours is, is a great pitcher. I've been a Braves fan, seen, seen him absolutely destroy the Braves a couple times in the playoffs here recently. But um, And I think the Pirates are bad. But the Dodgers have been surprisingly been a really good under team to play here. Um, they've The bats haven't caught up, and that pitching staff has been incredible, and especially the bullpen. So I, I think the under here is a really good play. All right, so we agree there on the under seven and a half. Six forty Eastern first pitch, Brewers at the Reds. Brandon Woodrow versus Luis Castillo, uh, making his season debut. A similar story weather-wise here as in Pittsburgh. It's going to get colder as the day moves along, but it's going to start off a lot warmer. It'll start off in the mid seventies, close in the mid sixties. Wind also blowing in, but not very strong. Five to ten miles an hour. 
Model says Brewers minus 167. I'm seeing 164 out there. So I think there's a Brewers edge. The Brewers are the way I'd look here. I would not be comfortable backing this Reds team, even though Castillo is pitching. But rather than lay those odds, I'm going to lay the run line with the Brewers minus one and a half. It's about even money. And I'm going to give this a B grade. The only reason I can't get to an A here is you just never know with a pitcher like Castillo who's who can be pretty good. Coming off the injury, though, and I, and I know he threw about 75 pitches in his AAA start, I just don't know how deep he's going to go. I don't know how effective he'll be. The Brewers could, you know, the bats are, for the most part, swinging pretty well yesterday aside. And if they get any runs off of him with how bad that Reds bullpen is, the Brewers should win this one handily. Um, it's a lower total, so it's one that usually I wouldn't lay the run light on. But on this one, just knowing how bad that Reds – bullpen is i just think brewers run line is the way to go um the reds are i think the only profitable over team in baseball this year and seven such a low number but with woodruff woodruff's underlying metrics are still really good his actual results have not been as good his underlying metrics are fantastic um so it's kind of one of those conflicting thoughts there on the game i just think the brewers are the better team i think they win this one pretty handily if they don't get to castillo they get to the bullpen uh, Woodruff, I think, had 12 strikeouts last time he faced the Reds. Uh, just give up a couple of home runs. As long as he can keep the ball in the yard, he should dominate. What's still, I think, just an average Reds offense, even though they do keep scoring. Uh, I think part, part of the reason they keep scoring is because pitchers know they've got a huge lead, right? <laughs> so they don't have to, have to worry about, I guess, how, how accurate they are with their pitches. They know they'll score runs. I'm not really sure. So Brewers, run line, B-pick for me, Jake. What do you got for us? Yeah, I'm, I'm riding that one with you. I, I like this Brewers team. I think they're pretty good. Woodruff is a great pitcher. I'm interested to see what Castillo does, but I think it's the Reds' bullpen that uh, is the huge weakness here that gets us that two-run win at least. And because uh, I'm, I kind of I was keeping up with Castillo with since his start, his AAA start happened to be here in Indianapolis, and uh, so I was kind of keeping up. But he was looking pretty good, but. I mean, I don't think he goes long. I think he might get five innings out of him, and that's four innings of that Reds bullpen for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get the Brewers uh, taken off. And exactly, exactly. And it, it's always more fun to back a, a, a run line favorite on the road because you know you're going to get that ninth at bat yeah. uh, rather than, you know, be up one late and, and not bat in the ninth inning. Um, and, and, and I'll point out, you know, we talked about that rehab start, and he threw 75 pitches, but, like, he threw 75 pitches doesn't mean he's just going to be able to go 90 here because we don't know how high stress those pitches were like, unless you're, unless you talk to the coach or unless you talk to him, right? Like did he go out there and just throw 75 normal pitches or how many times did he really ramp up and throw everything he had to try to get him out? And tonight he might have to do that multiple times. I mean, 75 pitches is not 75 pitches, right? Yeah. You, 75 <laughs> pitches is easy is like 50 high stress pitches or 40 high stress pitches. So I'm not just I'm not saying he can't go six innings or seven innings. It's just I'm a little bit nervous that he's going to have more high stress pitches tonight. And even though he threw 75 in that rehab start, if he made it to 75 tonight, that's probably about where he's going to cap off unless everything's just rolling for him. Yeah. And like you said, it's yeah. going to lead to a lot of Reds bullpen, which is what we want. Yeah, and then uh, I mean the adrenaline takes over a little bit like, when you get yeah. with the bright lights and all that. Even for those professional athletes that are yeah. used to it, so it's you know it's going to throw a little harder, maybe get a little tighter early because he's not quite used to it with the first start of the year. Absolutely, absolutely. So Jake and I both agree their Brewers run line is the play. I've got it as a B grade. 
17 Eastern first pitch, Athletics at the Tigers. Paul Blackburn versus Michael Pineda. Another chilly night here. We'll start off around 65 degrees, closed in the upper 50s. Winds blowing in from left field, double-digit miles per hour. So that's going to make under a little bit more likely. The model says Tigers minus 130. Uh, the Tigers minus 115 is out there. It's not something that I'm playing personally. I don't trust either one of these offenses to score. So I don't know what's going to happen. This feels more like a coin toss type game. I have Blackburn as the better pitcher than Pineda. And so, I mean, I think the Tigers offense is better than the A's, but that's because the A's have a triple A offense. Um, <laughs> so it's not saying much, but I mean, the Tigers are, are very bad offensively, definitely bottom five. Um, so, I mean, Blackburn's looked pretty solid this year. Pineda's okay. Probably should look good because the A's offense is bad. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. This is, like I said, a coin toss game for me. So the model kind of likes the Tigers. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going under seven. A pick for me. I think both these offenses are bad. If Again, if they're not runs early, as it gets chillier and chillier, it's going to be harder to score. Wind's blowing in. I, I, both bullpens are, are solid. Uh, so I think it's going to be really hard to get over seven. Again, as I mentioned earlier, you all know I love that push protection on a seven. A pick for me on this one. Jake, what's your play? Uh, I, I like the under, but I'm, I'm going to play the athletics to win. They just seem to always win when uh, uh, Blackburn pitches. He doesn't have all the wins, but they just pull it out. I think one like of his six starts, won five of them. Um, so he's doing. He throws well, and I also this is one of the ones that I'll I'm going to take the strikeout prop for Blackburn. Also, he's uh, I've seen it at four and a half, at plus one twenty. So if you take the over there, I think he easily gets over that. Uh, he's his strikeout rates around eight and a half for like K per nine, and the Tigers strike out at least nine ish times a game somewhere right in there. So I think that's going to be very easy for him to get to that five. Because he throw five, six innings, so we just need to get one an inning, and we're good. Yep, I think I think five innings, five strikeouts seems very reasonable for Blackburn. I don't. He might he might get a six, absolutely, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think I think five, six innings, five, six Ks seems pretty much what you'd expect. I think I definitely think the numbers a little low. Because uh, the Tigers' offense is just not very good. Like I said, strikes out a lot. So that makes sense. 9.38 Eastern, first pitch, Rays at the Angels. Jeffrey Springs is going to get the nod for Tampa Bay versus Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Springs is going to be an opener for Tampa. They're going, uh, from my understanding, bullpen game. I don't didn't see a bulk guy lined up behind them. Maybe it did, and I just and I forgot. It doesn't really matter with the Rays, right? They just they throw out random people that you've never heard of in these bullpen bulk games, and they do well. And then you figure out who they are, you hear of them, and they do throw out more more random guys you've never heard of. They all do well. Right? It doesn't really matter. Um, so uh, weather wise, chilly night in Anaheim. We've had some warmer weather out there, but not tonight. It's going to be in the low sixties to start, upper fifties. To close, a slight breeze out, still under 10 miles an hour. So this one for me, it's more about the chilly weather. Uh, a bullpen game for the race, I mentioned before, I generally trust when they do those, when they use the openers. I think that usually works out pretty well for them. Uh, Sundergaard, for the most part, I like him. Um, I still trust that he can pitch well against a race offense that's below average. An Angels offense that's... I think average, uh, again, you do have to watch out for, they've got three bats, you know, really swinging it well. Uh, as long as you can go all out and get those three guys, the rest isn't much to speak of. Those three guys are what can do the damage for you. So with that in mind, I'm going under 
uh, eight. It's minus one twenty two. A B pick, only a B pick, and not an A pick. Because like I said those three bats for the Angels can really change the game, and so I just don't want to be over invested in a situation where um, you know the top of that lineup you know gets two in the first, two in the you know, two in the third, and then you know three in the fifth or something like that, and all of a sudden the uh, the Angels have scored seven runs or something like that just from that top. So only a B-grade pick for me on this one because of that. But in general, I think under is the way to go. And I think this number is offering us some value because I think people aren't really looking at the weather as much as they should. And so I think people are saying, oh, Anaheim, you know, it's May, the weather's warmer, but it's a chilly night in Anaheim, and that ball is just not quite going to fly as well. And that's not going to necessarily mean that the ball can't fly out tonight. What it means is on average – those first, second, third road home runs are now going to be warning track fly balls. If a guy crushes the ball, he's going to crush it. It doesn't really matter. We're not saying nobody's going to hit a home run. What we're saying is there's just a little bit less likelihood of being a home run in the long run that's going to play out for us. So I like that cooler weather there. Under eight is the pick for me. The model says Angels minus 122. And right now that would offer no value on either side. doesn't matter either way because I like the under more. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I'm just anti-Noah Syndergaard. I don't, I don't know. Oh, so I'm, okay. I'm, stay, I'm staying away from this game. I don't trust him. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, just like just like it would with the meds. All of a sudden, he just gets hurt, and then it throws everything for a wrench. But, so I'm staying away from this game because, like you said, the Rays just seem to pull people out of the crowd that can pitch. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. In Oakland. In, Oakland and Tampa, right? Just yeah. pull random guys out, and you're like, who are you? Okay, apparently, you're good, too. <laughs> It's just oh, okay, so I just assume anybody they throw out there is going to do well. And so it just scares me off from this game just a little bit. So I'm going to sit this one out also. All righty, 9:40 Eastern first pitch. Marlins at the Diamondbacks. Eliza Hernandez versus Humberto Castellanos. Castellanos continues to look solid. I, I I've been skeptical, but he's pitching he's pitching fairly well. He did really well against the Marlins last time out. And Jake, I'm going to say it, the Diamondbacks might actually be not bad. I'm not going to say they're good, but they might be not bad. Yeah. <laughs> what I was thinking about this, actually, the NL West is just really good. I mean, the Rockies, again, we talked about the struggle on the road, but Rockies at home are pretty good. And like the Diamondbacks, again, pitching-wise have been fantastic. Their offense is becoming maybe average. Um, obviously, the Padres and the Dodgers – uh, are good. The Giants been up and down a little bit, but after 106 wins last year, I think it was. I mean, that NL West is tough. Uh, so it, it might be hard for the Diamondbacks to win, you know, 85 games because of the division they're playing in, but they've been okay going, you know, the last couple weeks here. And so I'm taking note of that uh, here. The model thinks this is a coin toss game, and so that there's value on the Diamondbacks. I'm gonna I'm gonna back the model here. Diamondbacks plus 106 B pick for me. I agree with the model. I think this is kind of a coin toss game. And in fact, given how the Diamondbacks have played lately, I might make the Diamondbacks a slight favorite in this one. So plus 106 in the Diamondbacks, B pick for me. I think Castellanos is as good as, if not better than Hernandez. The Diamondbacks offense, maybe actually as good as the Marlins offense in Arizona. I think there's a lot of value here. I like the Diamondbacks tonight. B pick for me. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, I think you've actually talked me into it. I, I'm I'm taking the Diamondbacks here. I, I like that. Right. And plus, Hernandez, man, he can't uh, like the Marlins pitcher Hernandez. Mm-hmm. He can't quite figure it out. Like he he looked good for what three three and a half innings last start, and then just got rocked and for five or six. And it seems to be what he's done all year this year. He just has that one inning and gets blown up. And 
I mean, not that the Diamondbacks offense is nasty, but you've got a couple guys in there who can swing a bat and, you know, a walk or two, and then all of a sudden you're you're way behind. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what might happen. So I'm going to go with you on the Diamondbacks here. Yep. I think the Diamondbacks make a lot of sense. Also, the total's eight and a half. I think depending on how you feel about Hernandez might determine if you how, what your feel is on the total. Um, I would still go under eight and a half on this one if it was me. My only hesitation would be last week we saw these two teams play. I think all three games went over. I think we had two five to four games, and then we had a wild day game to close this out. So that would be my only hesitation. But in general, um, I would probably lean under. But I'm kind of like you. I just don't trust Hernandez enough. I think the Diamondbacks might score five, six runs. And at that point, the under is still in play, but I'd rather just be on the Diamondbacks at that point. I can't believe I'm saying this, that their offense might actually be league average. It's blows my mind after the first two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also late night here, 940 Eastern first pitch Cubs at the Padres. Kyle Hendricks versus McKenzie Gore. Uh, Upper fifties. They're in San Diego. Slight breeze blowing in. Model says Padres minus 180. And so I'm going to back the Padres at minus 161. I'm giving this an A grade. I love this play here. Favorite play of the night. Total is seven, but Kyle Hendricks has some pretty extreme home road splits. I'm not sure how true the how true that is, but if nothing else, if there's even a little bit more than normal difference there, I think the Padres are the side to be on in this one. They're playing well. Uh, mentioned this yesterday, or mentioned this earlier with teams traveling after Sunday night baseball. The Dodgers traveling only a short distance from Chicago to Pittsburgh. The Cubs haven't traveled all the way out to the West Coast. It is a later game, but they they got out there way late. There, you know, into this morning. You know, they're probably they probably barely just got to sleep at this point. It seems like, mm-hmm. and uh, that could have an extra effect. That's not built into the. But I, if I were to add that in, I, I mean the pirate the Padres probably should be. Minus 190, maybe minus 200. I think I think the Padres are definitely the side to be on. Minus 161 makes no sense. That's my pick there. A grade for me. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you. I love Mackenzie Gore. He is playing really, really well. Um, that Padres offense is kind of is can be really deadly with Machado and Hosmer and everybody else in that lineup. And that's even without Tatis. He hasn't come back yet. So I mean, it's this is going to be could be. The West is going to be fun to watch between them and the Dodgers. It's going to be wild. Um, so I, I think, yeah, minus 161, I was really surprised when I saw that because I, I was thinking like you, I thought it'd be minus 200 or so, and I was starting to look at the Cubs to see if there was any value there. But right. yeah. <laughs> minus 161, I'm, I'm going to take that money all day. Yep, absolutely. And uh, and you, you mentioned Hosmer, right? Hosmer's been a player who's been very league average for the last several years, but hitting the ball really well right now. And when you get – when the Padres – get those type of guys going that are just kind of mediocre and they're actually performing well, that really adds an extra dimension to their offense. And so, you know, him hitting, I think it helps them out a lot when, when, when they got, you know, black hole, you know, a couple black hole spots in their lineup, it makes it more, more league average and and, and more, more like the angels offense that we talked about, right. Where there's a couple of guys you got to worry about, but you know, it's not the whole thing, but when you get the guys like Hosmer going, that Padres offense be pretty good. Allows you to put pressure on pitchers, right? Like rather rather than having that with two outs, that easy one they go through and yep. get out of the inning. You, now you've got another guy you got to worry about, and then it, it turns into a long rally instead of just maybe one instead or two. Of, rounds. Yeah, instead of one or two, it's you, can be, you put a yeah real crooked number up there. Yep, yep. absolutely. 
And then the Rockies and the Giants, 9-45 Eastern first pitch. Austin Gober versus Carlos Rodon. Another chilly night in San Francisco because, you know, that's San Francisco for you. 50 degrees. Uh, wind blowing out, but as I always mention, that means basically nothing in that park. Um, model says Giants minus 201. I would not back the Rockies plus 216. We don't fade Carlos Rodon in these parts. And on top of that, the Rockies bats are just really bad on the road. As I continuously say, you don't really want to fade them at home, but on the road. They're not. They're going to win some road games, but they, all, they seem to have the most extreme home road splits consistently year after year. Total of this game is six and a half. I just can't quit these Giants. I hate this team so bad. I don't understand them. I back them to win and they lose. I back them on a total on an under. They go over. I, I I back them to win and they lose and it goes under. I back them on an under and it goes over and they win. Like it's I just I don't know. The ball really was flying out of that park um, Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday, which was very surprising. Uh, yesterday a little bit more like normal. Um, so I I just can't figure out this Giants team. I said Saturday, I was like, this might be my last stand with them, but I lied. Today's my last stand with them <laughs> this time. I'm trusting my process. I'm trusting how I'm reading this. I love Radone. These Rockies bats on the road are awful. I think Gomber is a solid pitcher. I think he's average. I think the Giants offense still isn't that good. I'm going first five, under three and a half, a pick for me. Maybe a cry for help that I just can't stay away from three unit plays in the Giants. But again, I'm going to trust the process. But this this one's my last day. And I, with Rodon pitching, if this game has a ton of runs early on, every pick for the next week on the Giants is a C pick. And I'm not I'm not even saying the name Giants the rest of the week. Right? That's that's my that's my pledge to you, dear listener. Check what do you have for us on this game? You're going to be like that old cartoons, like oh, cross this line. No, 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 cross this line. Yeah. I'm staying away because I'm like you. I can't figure out the Giants. The Rockies' home road splits are crazy. Gomer's a decent pitcher, and I love Rondon, but man, I, I I don't understand what the Giants are yet. So I'm going to stay away from this one, and hopefully keep my money in my pocket rather than donating it to a casino. Makes <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm I'm. This is my last stand, and I mean it this time. All right, I mean business this time. Don't make me turn this car around. Yeah. <laughs> All right, those are the main games we're going to cover here. A little extra inning segment here. There's two games we did not talk about. Uh, Jake, I think you have a, a a play that you wanted to make on one of them, Guardians at the White Sox. I'll let you yeah. have the floor. I, I really like the White Sox here. They've got a really good offense. I can't say the guy's name, but Michael K. Kopech. Yeah, him. Uh, he's pitching very well this year. Uh, like the win-loss numbers don't look good, but everything else there looks really good. He's great. Police that can't figure it out um, this year. I, I don't know why. He seems to have all, all the tools but can't put them together on the same day. But I just really like uh, – I mean, when you can lead off with Tim Anderson, that really helps and having a, a Brayu behind him. And then when Grandal shows up, I, I really like the White Sox to pull this one off it. I think it's like minus 169. Yep. Yep, that's the number. Uh, I also won the White Sox C pick for me just to lean – uh, and then in the Phillies Mariners game, I'm taking Phillies plus 105, also a C pick to round out the games. My A picks starting us off in the afternoon Rangers at the Yankees under seven, Athletics and the Tigers also under seven, Cubs at the Padres. I'm taking Padres minus 161, and then Rockies and the Giants first five under three and a half. Jake, any parting words for us? 
No, I'm just going to sit back and watch some baseball tonight and hopefully make some more money and just watch some highlights of the Kentucky Derby and remind me that I, I am good at this sometimes. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, stars are playing. I've been giving Nelson some hockey picks on that one. We missed the under five and a half on game three on Saturday by one second. There was an empty net goal. Literally the last second was the sixth goal. Uh, I tweeted about this. If you follow me over there, that game was way frantic. It was very surprising to me, but I did mention this Saturday that I had a lot less confidence on game three than game two because I didn't know how things would change with the Stars playing at home. And they really opened it up a little bit. And so I kind of think the same thing. I would still give the under a look tonight, but I'm not as confident as I was in game two. So B pick for me on the under in that Stars game tonight. I still think I still think it's a, a low scoring game, but after game three, I just I'm not comfortable with an A grade because I'm not really sure how crazy the pace is going to be tonight. Yeah, you're, you're welcome for that matchup instead of grabbing the avalanche. The Predators went. Yeah, I was thrilled that the Preds uh, blew that last game so that the Stars could play the Flames because the Avs are a team nobody wants to face, as we've seen in the first three games of that series. Yeah, it's not been fun. <laughs> all right, that's all we have for today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.